This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to a Pinky in the Brain episode of the Animaniacast. Alas, poor ghost. Pity me not, but lend thy serious hearing to what I shall unfold. Speak, I am bound to hear. So art thou to revenge, when thou shalt hear... Narf! Narf? Uh, never mind that. I am your father, Luke! <laughs> Quiet, Pinky. Sorry, Brain, but... And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We're the only podcast out there that exclusively talks about the animated series, Animaniacs. And uh, you're probably asking yourself, uh, what are we going to do tonight? Well, it's the same thing we do every night. Try to talk pinky in the brain. Revisiting all the cultural references and gags. And in the end, we give the episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Hark. <laughs> uh, and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. <laughs> well, today we are talking, I guess uh, it's a very literature-y episode of, uh, of Pinky the Brain. This is episode 51 of Pinky and the Brain, and... I, uh, I went ahead and skipped ahead. We've done the first, what, three episodes of Pinky and the Brain? And um, I don't know, since I knew that there's probably not a chance we're going to be able to get to every single episode of Pinky and the Brain, uh, I just said, you know what, let's just go audience choice. So due to popular demand <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter, and I think on even on Instagram, people wanted to hear us talk about the uh, Brainy the Pooh episode. So that's today's episode. Episode 51, the megalomaniacal <laughs> adventures of Brainy the Pooh and melancho- melancholy brain. Boy, oh boy. And, and uh, tell me, guys, if someone were to ask you about this episode of Pinky and the Brain, what would you tell them, Nathan? Um, you don't have to read to... Uh, get this literature. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Better than reading a book. Oh, okay. There we, there we are. And Kelly, what about you? It had a lot of pop culture references. It really did. And the sad thing is, there's there's not a lot of guides about it, is there? I mean, we we usually when we do these episodes, some some folks out there years and years ago, sometimes even, have compiled lists of references and. And stuff that we can kind of go off of and then add our own that we notice. Yeah, some like wikis and things like that. But but, but now we can be the ultimate authority. Exactly. Now Yeah. We, now we can just make it up. So <laughs> I am the Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Well I see what you did there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I gotta throw in a Star Wars reference or two every episode. Otherwise we're not the Animani cast, right? I mean it got wait a minute. Anyway. <laughs> Well, of course, we're talking to everybody uh, a week after our wonderful trip to San Diego. 
where we went to see Animaniacs in concert. That's right. Yeah, and uh, I heard the episode last week or whatever. Yeah, you, know. you got to hear some interviews, the the, the little kids and stuff that I talked mm-hmm. to. Um, when you, you and Kelly were just kind of sitting down, I was like, I'm going to go talk to some people. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just. And we kept talking about how how extroverted you were. <laughs> I can't yeah, be. like going up to. Yeah, we're like, is that? Who is on? Is that Peter Hastings? Is that was on stage? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just like, is that I'm Peter go Hastings? Talk to him. Yeah, is that Peter Hastings on stage? I think it is. I'm gonna go talk to him. You guys, I don't know what Peter Hastings looks like. I'm like, I'm gonna go talk to him. <laughs> I think it is him. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna give him a business card. Yeah. So, any chance? And who knows? There might be some people listening to our show right now who learned about our show. From uh, picking up a business card in the men's room of the Balboa Theater. You never yes, know. The favorite place to pick up a podcast business card. Yep. Hey, I put them in a sanitary location uh, somewhat above the... the sanitary uh, bin. The sanitary bin. Yes, exactly. It was a, <laughs> So people could either pick them up or throw them in the trash. Uh, yeah, they were right above the, the, the uh, paper towels and stuff. And, of course, Nathan was very good uh, helping with uh, putting them out around the bar area. And uh, people were either picking them up or the bartenders were quickly throwing them away. But either way, um, people were picking Um, them up, right? It's a success, yeah. And we we didn't see any laying around on the ground after we left. That's true. That's a good sign. People in California do are responsible and they do throw things in the trash. So (laughs) maybe that's part of the problem. They recycled. Yeah, they recycled it. So, oh, well. Well, we hope that... (laughs) There's at least a few of you guys out there that are listening to our show that we may have said uh, hello to at the Balboa Theater. And if you haven't listened to uh, last week's episode, give it a listen. It was a a lot of fun. Of course, it is concert audio. You know, it's never perfect, but I thought it came out reasonably well. Yeah, it's just it's a nice like little preview of what you would get if you went in the show. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't get like Jess Harnell, but it's so that's a fun like treat to hear him singing. Yeah, exactly. And Jess Harnell, I mean, if you're ever going to be at a a performance of Animaniacs in concert where Jess Harnell is actually going to be there, or Maurice LaMarche, but especially Jess Harnell, because he is just a presence on stage. Yeah, his voice is still, like, pristine, like, so accurate. I don't know. No pitching. No pitching whatsoever needed for Jess Harnell. And I really feel like it's even... um, for whatever reason, has gotten even uh, better compared to a few years ago when we talked to him mm. when he was doing Wacko uh, from time wow. to time. I think it was like, oh boy, that sounds just like the episode. Like he's been practicing or something. Yeah, it's know. like he's been polishing that Wacko voice off for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows why he would be doing that? Though. Yeah, but that's the funny thing, though. You know, just speaking of it real quickly, is that I've seen some YouTube videos and some some people online just commenting about how. Oh, you know, I don't think Tress McNeil and Rob Paulson and Jess Harnell, they can't do the voices anymore. Their their voices are so old and everything. And number one, it's like I've heard them and now they're they're pretty much the same. And number two, when you go back to actually like we've gone back and listened to those early episodes even, they were mm-hmm. pitching their voices. Yeah. Like Dot's voice was pitched and you know, Wacko and Yakko's voice was pitched and there's there's not going to be any problem, I don't think, in this new series of them sounding the way they should be. You know, there might be a little. I was reading something the other day about the uh, young lady uh, who was the the 
live model and the voice of Alice from Disney's Alice in Wonderland. Uh-huh. And, um, and she was also the voice of Wendy and Peter Pan. And she actually did, I think it was the Alice voice again. Um, I, I want to say for Kingdom Hearts or, you know, for, for one of the games in her 60s. Wow. And, wow. Um, and I, I don't have, you know, confirmation. It was just something I read online, but I, I think it's true. It seems like I've heard it somewhere else before. Might even be older than her 60s if she did Wendy back in the in 1950 whatever. She must be in her 70s or something like that at least, right? Yeah, I mean, it could have been one of the earlier games. That's though. true. That's that true. franchise, Kingdom Hearts, is pretty old, if that's the one it was. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't have a perfect recollection of what I read. I just remember being like, wow, you know, and it said that she still sounded very much the same. So yeah. you never know. I mean, age doesn't necessarily uh, change the voice that much. I mean, as long as you don't smoke, don't smoke, kids. Yeah, don't <laughs> smoke. Yeah. Or vape. You have vapors. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, let's go and get into today's discussion of today's episode <laughs> nathan tell us when did this episode of pinky in the brain premiere okay so uh this actually premiered uh february 7th uh 1998 which was a saturday um it was the it was just a day after blues brothers 2000 was released in theaters and uh the washington national airport was renamed renamed ronald reagan national airport and uh muppets tonight ended its second and final season Aww. so there you go yeah, Muppets never got a break really after uh, after Jim Henson's death. Even towards the end, I've been watching these these uh, YouTube videos about, and I, I think they're called Defunct Land, I believe. And uh, just Jim Henson didn't get get a lot of breaks after the Muppet Show. It seems like in a lot, but especially after he passed, it seems like every like every Muppet Show that's been on just never seems to get the the right steam and then it's just it's just gone because oh, the heart is gone yeah in some ways yeah. yeah yeah even and and the thing is i remember muppets tonight it did have frank oz in, involved in the series but mm. very rarely you know they the miss piggy was almost in like just a few episodes per season and i missed miss piggy you know i wanted to yep. see mm-hmm. uh, her and fozzy and stuff like that involved so but yeah, Muppets Tonight I think was a it was a decent Muppet uh, I li- show. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. It but, had a fun like theme song. It was guaranteed brand new episodes, and then I think that's why they had to cancel the show because people started suing them when they showed reruns. I assume. Really? Well, I mean, like it says in the theme song, every episode <laughs> guaranteed brand new. That's true. So I assume they had to start paying a lot of money out when people <laughs> were like, "This wasn't a new episode." <laughs> Oh man, I yeah, I forgot about that lyric, Nathan. But after you just mentioned that, I remember us getting very upset at that when you, <laughs> when Clifford would say "guaranteed brand new," right? Yeah. Yep. Forgot about Clifford. He sort of disappeared. Yeah, yeah, he's not really around anymore. Well, yeah, I think the yeah the uh, Mr. Clash behind the behind the puppet had some <clears throat> problems. We're not going to get into. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, yeah. So Muppets Tonight, good series, and of course, hey Nathan, you mentioned Blues Brothers two thousand, and uh, mm-hmm. not a very good movie, but uh, soundtrack was good. 
Remember the yeah, I saw it too. I remember you seeing know, the movie. <laughs> you know who was in the original Blues Brothers? Uh, well, Frank Oz. Yeah, yeah. Um, besides that, though. <laughs> I believe there's a security a guy in a building towards the end. I I can't really remember his name though. Who was it? Steven Spielberg. That's right. <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> yeah, Steven Spielberg actually acted in that movie. Yeah. It was yeah. a very. I, that's literally like maybe one of two scenes I've ever seen of the movie because I've never seen the movie, but I've seen Steven Spielberg's part. <laughs> it's too bad. I don't think Spielberg came back for the sequel. Frank Oz did, but I don't think uh, Spielberg <laughs> did. Anyway. I don't think so. Well, let's go ahead and get into our discussion here, starting off with. Maybe I can say it correctly this time. The megalomaniacal. No, I can't do it. The megalomaniacal. Megalo- 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 yeah, megalomaniacal. Yeah. <laughs> Adventures of Brainy the Pooh. <laughs> this is Maurice Lamarche, the voice of the brain, and you are listening to the Animaniacast. And. The Blah 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 Adventures of Brainy the Pooh was directed by Charles Bazir and it was written by Patrick M. Perrone. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in Brainy the Pooh? Well, uh, it's sort of a ripoff. Well, it is a ripoff of um, Winnie the Pooh, of course. And uh, it takes place in Acme Woods. And Brain is. Winnie the Pooh, but he's Brainy the Pooh. And Pinky is Pinklet. So he's like Piglet. And he wears a little little scarf. And Brainy decides he wants to take over the world, of course. And his idea this time is to replace all of the uh, basically fake sugar with uh, real sugar, real real sweetener. And so that everybody becomes uh, fat and toothless and slow. As you know, People in today's body-conscious society are obsessed with losing weight. My plan is to secretly replace all the artificial sweeteners in the world with real ones, thus rendering the world's population fat, slow-moving, and completely toothless. You mean like the guests on Jerry Springer? Exactly, Pinklet. And, uh, but then he says that real sugar is actually too expensive to replace it with, so he's going to use honey. And he knows where he can get honey. It's at the top of a tree. Um, but it's a really blau- blousery day, and he says that's not even a real word, but sort of like, you know, Winnie the Pooh and the blustery day, or what is it called, Piglet and the blustery, one of those blustery day stories. And uh, uh, he says, you know, who's the the most intimidating uh, bee in the beehive, and uh, <laughs> Pinky's, Pinky's like, Bee Arthur. And he's <laughs> like, no, the, the queen bee. And... Um, and no, that's not Beyonce. It's uh, the queen bee of the beehive. And uh, so... Um, Beyonce? Like that would be the joke nowadays. Yeah, it would be Beyonce, not be Arthur. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it would. And um, so... Uh, so he's trying to, you know, devise a plan to get to the, the top of the beehive. And... Uh, Jagger comes oh, bouncing. Boy. In and um, <laughs> it's 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 not Tigger, it's a Jagger, like a Mick Jagger. And um, oh, those lips, he's got got some lips on him. Now, why don't you go gather some moss while I figure out a way to get to the top of that tree? 
Well, why didn't you say so, mate? I'll get you up there quicker than you can say collagen injection. No, thank you. That won't be good. And so he puts brain like the inside of his mouth and shoots him off like a slingshot. And uh, but the the wind comes, the the blousery wind, and blows him off course. And then he gets stuck in rabbit's hole. There is far too much violence in this story. And uh, which was one of the cutest Pooh stories was when Pooh got stuck in the hole and you know because he ate too much honey. Yeah. And um, and it was so cute. And uh, <laughs> I think I had that little golden book. Y'all remember little golden books? Yeah, I remember. I we used to have the, a lot of those golden books, and we even had the Disney Choose Your Own Adventure books too. Oh, which I, 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 oh, yeah. I, I saw one of those at the used bookstore recently, and I almost picked it up because. Uh, yeah, it was just 1980s Choose Your Own Adventure, but with Disney characters. And, oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, some of it, nobody dies like the actual <laughs> Choose Your Own Adventure <laughs> books, but sometimes bad things happen to uh, Dumbo oh. or something. Like, it's, it's oh, there no. are sad endings to the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Not cool, Disney. Yeah, not cool. So, um, uh, Brain stuck, and he, he noticed, or Pinky actually noticed that uh, anytime he said Narf, his head shrunk a little bit so he's he starts saying narf point you know and his head shrink, shrinks enough for pinky to pull him out of the hole and he's like that explains a lot because those are the things that pinky says all the time <laughs> and uh so we've you know finally got out of the hole and um then they run across uh al gore who's eeyore and uh, he keeps talking and not really paying <laughs> to them and so he's full of hot air Al Gore is full of hot air. We shall use him to levitate us to the upper stratosphere. As we cross the bridge, we have built to stand upon a platform built by contributions. Oh, we're finally going back to Kansas. I think I was the scarecrow most of all. Wrong book, Pinklet. Oh, yes, Pinklet. We're almost there. She stings the brain, and uh, he's like, ow. And then um, all the bees attack Al Gore, and uh, starts being deflated. And so then they they blow into the narrator's den, and um, into another story. And I swear, once I saw the house in the book, I was like, I know that house. I know that image. And it's the house from Gone with the Wind, Tara. And y'all know I live in Georgia, so we all know about Gone with the Wind here. And then the next scene is um, Pinky and the Brain, uh, or I guess they're still Brainy and Pinklet. Um, but Pinky's dressed like Scarlet O'Hara and um, this big poofy white dress. And uh, Brain is looks like kind of like Rhett Butler. Brain, where will we go? And what will we do? Frankly, my dear Pinky, I don't give a... Pinky, they're Pinky and the poo, 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 poo. And, um, and that's the end. Now, there we go. Yeah, I was just actually looking at the frame of them as... Uh, as uh, Rhett and uh, Scarlet, and they're not there. They actually changed uh, colors, and they're they have fingers and everything, like they normally do when they're not uh, stuffed animals. So they actually get tr- turned into uh, 
living mice. <laughs> oh, I end. forgot about I forgot about Christopher. Yeah, I was oh, going to mention that. <laughs> talk about yes, let's talk about Christopher. Not Christopher Robin, but uh, who's who's the Christopher in this one? Christopher Walken. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's terrifying. It really is a very creepy scene. Um, is and I think is this Rob Paulson doing the? The Christopher Walken at the end? I, I'm not exactly sure. Let me just check the credits here. But this is... Uh, Chris Rob Paulson did uh, a great uh, Christopher Walken just at Animaniacs uh, in concert. Yeah, it was apparently Jeff Bennett who also oh, did Jagger. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, all right. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, he's not credited in the... In the uh, in the end credits, so it's kind of hard to tell. But I mean, every voice actor has their has their uh, you know their version of Christopher Walken. I think that's part of the job. <laughs> if you're going to be a voice actor, whether male or female, you have to give your Christopher Walken impression. It's just you know, do your Christopher Walken impression. I'm not a voice actor. No, I <laughs> no, I, I used to do uh, the Christopher Walken of. Uh, Kevin Spacey as Christopher Walken for the fast ship. You never heard of the Millennium Falcon. It's the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. <laughs> She's fast enough for you, old man. <laughs> that sucked. Anyway. That's no, my... it was good. <laughs> no, yeah, but that's how, yeah. That's how it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's my uh, Christopher Walken impression uh kevin spacey another uh, great guy huh <laughs> anyway yeah. try not to mention these people's names anymore well let's let's talk about some of the references and stuff like that in this and then we'll get into some of the moments that we thought were really cool in uh pink, this pinky in the brain uh first cartoon so number one uh they mention this is the this vivisection lab might look like any other vivisection lab or something along those lines. And I had to go, what is a vivisection lab? Well, viva I know. is, what? It, what is it, Kelly? Um, carving up people. Essentially, or... viva is, well, we all knew, know dissection, right? It's when yeah. you're, you're opening up somebody that's uh, dead or something that's dead. Well, vivisection is when you're opening up something that's still alive. So, yeah, yeah gross. Yeah, I did a report on that in Victorian literature because yeah. I we had to do something about contemporary uh, of the time um Victorian society and apparently that's I guess sort of when vivisection started becoming a thing you know i guess they were getting you know science was becoming a lot more popular and stuff yeah you well you know you had to see what how things actually moved around i suppose and pumped stuff and mm-hmm. well that's one way to figure it out uh i think they frogs a lot yeah yeah so yeah this christopher uh walken's uh vivisection lab is pretty uh <laughs> it's pretty disturbing when they pan past all the different uh you know, crazy things in that room. In fact, I even mm-hmm. saw a decapitated Mickey Mouse head on yep. one oh, of no. the yeah 
There's a Mickey Mouse head that's just sitting on one of the uh, tables right there. So yeah, it's a dark cartoon. It is. Yeah. Well, that opening, yeah, especially with all the meat cleavers and and like it looks like a, a. a Frankenstein's monster version of uh, Pinky and yeah, just... like they definitely took his brain out at one point, yeah, like, and then sewed it back up. So yeah, it, it it looked very yeah. It started off very dark. Luckily, the episode changed. Uh, the only disturbing thing after that was really well. There's two. There's Christopher Walken and Jagger, but we'll get to them in a second. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. pretty. But then they say churlish. Or he says they're often churly, and he goes, "The word is churlish." And and that just sounded like I thought churlish. I didn't even think that was a real word. That sounded like something on like South Park when they're making fun of Medea or something like that. Like it means um, greedy, right? It means rude in a spirited and surly way, is what I saw. And uh, they also said that uh, uh, he he likes to he likes to grouse. I believe Uh, grouse is to complain. So yeah, that's kind of British kind of word I think. yes uh and i you know other you know of course you know it's these connections to uh to winnie the pooh i think it's like instead of the megalomaniacal adventures <laughs> what is it the the many adventures of winnie the pooh right i think so yeah yeah i think that's right yeah so i can say many i can't say that other word uh the instead of the thinking spot it's the pondering spot which i mean it's cute it makes sense cute uh, Tyne Daly and Shelley Long are uh, mentioned when Pinky sees this little flow chart of a, a silhouette of a a bigger woman and a skinny woman right there. And uh, Tyne Daly was a you know she's a she is a a, a bigger boned woman right. And then of course Shelley Long, a very skinny woman. And mm-hmm. uh, Tyne Daly, what did what did you put down? What is she from, Nathan? Again. Uh, Cagney and Lacey. Oh, I never yeah, saw, but yeah, judging yeah, yeah. judging Amy was more recent. Uh, yeah. she was on that for many years. And Shelley Long was Shelley Long. Years. I know better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I know her from the Brady Bunch movies. Yeah, the Brady Bunch movie, which <laughs> those movies are fantastic. Um, yeah, the mom those. and those. So, uh, let's see. The brain puts himself in a as a smog cloud instead of rain cloud. I'm a little sad that he didn't sing a song about being a smog cloud. Yeah. <laughs> but there were some good songs, uh, including the wonderful song right here by Jagger. Of course, Jagger comes out and immediately pounces on uh, the, <laughs> the brain. And uh, Pinky says, Hey, you! Get off of my smog! Sorry, mate. No requests. And if you know anything about the Rolling Stones, you, of course, know that that is a reference to, hey, you get off of my cloud. And I thought that was that was a line that made me chuckle because I I missed it. I totally missed it. I got it and I heard it and I laughed and my wife looked (laughs) at me and said, what? (laughs) So but perhaps the most uh, this is the very weird reference here that's in the song. Uh, to Adnan Khashoggi, and uh, he was a, Sa- a Saudi Arabian businessman, and he died a couple years ago. And we were t- mentioning how he, before we started uh, recording, how he actually has some connections to some other uh, famous people, apparently, uh, who have also died in one way or another. So in mysterious ways. In mysterious ways, yeah. So. We have uh, who were the the two people once again, Kelly? Well, according to Wikipedia, he's uh, the uncle of Dodi Fayed, who of course died in the 
Paris car accident with Princess Diana. And um, also uh, Jamal Khashoggi, 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 um, who was the journalist that was recently uh, murdered. Yeah. So interesting, interesting connections right there to, you know, modern day or at least contemporary uh, people as well. Uh, now the, there, there was an Al Gore. I mean, the Al Gore, I guess there's kids out there that wouldn't know who Al Gore is, but boy, that one was just hit you over the head with, uh, with that reference right there. Uh, <laughs> they didn't really change his name. They, I guess technically it was Al Gore's one word instead of Al Gore's. Yeah. Instead of Eeyore, it's Al Gore. Like, okay, I get it. But like, it's, it's so similar to the name that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but the the whole Christopher Walken uh, lines, where he's talking about riding his bike. Brainy, let me confess something. I tell you this because as a megalomaniacal genius, I think you'll understand. Well, actually, we have to get some honey from it. Sometimes when I'm riding my bike around dusk, and I see the two rotating reflectors of another bike coming towards me, I have this sudden impulse to swerve into this oncoming bike. <laughs> I can anticipate the horrible skid, the sound of my bell hitting the pavement, the milk flowing out of the carton, all over the bread that my mom asked me to pick up at the store. It's dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nathan, of course, the, the main reference with all that speech was to what? Annie Hall was that his first movie? That's, I believe I mean, that's so. That's what the earliest movie I know of him. Yeah, I I remember watching that movie, and our parents said, "Oh, this was Christopher Walken's first movie," which to me sounds a little like really like he. I, I thought he was doing stuff before then, but if you watch Annie Hall, he is very young in that movie, and he talks about <laughs> he talks about going driving into incoming traffic, and uh, with that. Christopher Walken's uh, character type was set in stone of who, <laughs> what kind of characters he would be playing for the rest of his life. Can I confess something? I tell you this because as an artist, I think you'll understand. Sometimes when I'm driving on the road at night, I see two headlights coming toward me. Fast, I have this sudden impulse to turn the wheel quickly, head on into the oncoming car. I can anticipate the explosion, the sound of shattering glass, the flames rising out of the flowing gasoline. <clears throat> right. Well, I have, to, I have to go now, Dwayne, because I, I'm due back on the planet Earth. Well, I'd love to listen to more psychotic ramblings but i've got to fly up a tree so it's in a movie with sean patrick flannery which movie was that oh wait no no i think i might know uh no i don't what suicide kings i ah, see i do have that on i have that on dvd i, I like i have him wrapped up i'm like he's wrapped up right he's tied up on a chair yeah. okay yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, henry thomas from et is in it as well ah see it's a, that's a good that's a funny movie i need to watch that it again. is it's it's dark and it's funny and I don't like the ending so much, but you know. 
Well, I haven't watched. It's a good time to rewatch old movies I haven't seen in many years. I just watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for the first time in like 15 years last night. Oh my gosh, I need to rewatch those. And it, I enjoyed <laughs> it quite a bit. It was very funny. Um, I should point out that it's probably not his first movie. It looks like on IMDb, there's a couple movies that well, it was precede first, Annie Hall. It was first probably his, yeah, probably his first still, big movie, right? And still, yeah, I would think so. But it's and. I mean, his role in it is still pretty small. He only has that one scene. Per, it's a very memorable talks. scene, though, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very memorable, but not. he doesn't like, have a bunch of lines in the movie or no, anything. No, he's just like uh, Annie Hall's much brother, I think, is yeah, the scene. Annie Hall's brother, and he's in that one scene, I think. Like, drive them home. Maybe and then two scenes, yeah. yeah. Well, he's yeah, only had, like one scene in Pulp Fiction, but that's also a pretty memorable scene. He's a memorable mm-hmm. kind of guy. Yeah, he has just a very funny voice. But yeah, he, was, he did a bunch of TV shows before that, and I... Uh, two or three movies before that one. But. Well, just as uh, co- contrast and compare, let's uh, contrast and compare a few of the songs that we have. Of course, we have the opening song with uh, Brainy the Pooh. Brainy the Pooh. Stop. Brainy the Pooh. Must you sing? Surly often churly. He loves to grouse. The word is churlish. Brainy the Pooh. What is this poo business? Brainy the Pooh. Power crazed and bittered old mouse. And then we have the Winnie the Pooh song. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, chubby little chubby all stuffed with fluff. He's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Willie the Silly Old Bear. Later we have the Jagger song. The wonderful thing about Jagger is that I'm still swinging my hips. I can prowl in the stage like a cat half my age and I have my original lips. I'm richer than Anglin Khashoggi. My records are platinum, not gold. But the grooviest thing about Jagger is I'm really, really old. Yes, very entertaining. And then we have the Tigger song. <laughs> The wonderful thing about tiggers is tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are made out of rubber, their bottoms are made out of strings. They're bouncy, flouncy, flouncy, pouncy, fun, 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 fun. Uh, but the most wonderful thing about tiggers is I'm the only one. I'm the only one. So, those two songs, I thought the, the again, just expert work of the composers. I think the Bernsteins worked a little more on the, on the Pinky the Brain than, uh, than Richard Stone, but whoever did this one, uh, I mean, obviously, excellent job of taking the basic tune and then twisting it here and there. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's also some stuff to Wizard of Oz and, uh, you know, floating Alex away. Trebek. Alex Trebek, which was a very weird line. Talk about a noodle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and Pierce Brosnan. I love this line. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Um, I think so, Brainy. But why would anyone want to pierce Brosnan? As remarkable as this fact may be, David, you've missed the point. <laughs> pierce Brosnan, of course, is, you know, back then that he was, uh, he was 007 at this point. So, yeah, James Bond. <laughs> Another thing that there was was the author of Brainy the Pooh who, instead of A.A. Milne, was, what was it again? A.A. Meeting. A.A. Meeting, Yeah. A.A. Meeting, of course, Alcoholics Anonymous, right there. Yeah, I didn't get it right away until I started writing A.A. Meeting, and I'm like, I wonder what this is. Oh, it's Alcoholics Anonymous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's that's it for all the references, but what were some of the things that you guys thought were uh, humorous or cool or of note 
Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I liked the style. I think everything like that, you know, it's very much like Winnie the Pooh where it's, it looks like you're in a book so you can see like the text around them that they're saying. Did you read any of the text by the way? Um, some of it like above their head, you know, it's not written very well. I have to tell you, it's a lot of it is very like, um, almost like, uh, the brain points up, but the it's almost as if, uh, it's stage notes or something like that. Like the brain points to the, to the top of the tree and says, and then what he says is not in quotes or anything like that. Um, but I did like the fact that I'm guessing that's how they wrote the episode. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I almost thought like, did they just take like, uh, the, the animation notes and just paste them into the uh the book yeah whatever but yeah i agree though that seeing that style and i always thought that was a cool part of the original winnie the pooh books um Mm -hmm. were either you fans of the of the actual cartoons the the original cartoons of winnie the pooh Um, i mean i saw some (laughs) yeah i I saw some too i i I liked them i i mean i didn't dislike them i just didn't Watch them a lot. Yeah, to me, they're not the most exciting uh, uh, Disney movies. But they were good for, I think, as a kid, or at least I could see them being good as a a parent, like my dad. Just like, we're going to watch this part of (laughs) Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2, but just this one, you know, 15-minute section, you know, Mm -hmm. before we get ready for bed. You're not going to watch the whole film. You're just going to watch this one part. Uh, where we left off yesterday. So I do remember that as a kid. But, uh, gosh, Winnie the Pooh, of course, uh, I think a lot of people got introduced to Winnie the Pooh through the Saturday morning uh, TV series, which was, of course, put on, I think it was on ABC originally, and then, of course, just reruns for many, many years on Disney Channel. And, gosh, Winnie the Pooh has been uh, puppets. <laughs> At one point, uh, and he's he's even been. Uh, I I remember when I was a kid watching the Disney Channel in the mid '80s. They were actually um, full size people in costumes with mouths that moved. Was uh, that the House on Pooh Corner? Yeah, House on Pooh Corner, and I really liked that show. Uh, I know that I show it to some people today, and they're like, "Oh my god, how creepy!" But at the time. <laughs> Sure, when you put your adult glasses on, it's kind of creepy. But at the time, I thought it was really, really cool. It was like no creepy than Zoobly Zoo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it had what I liked about Pooh Corner was that you got to see the narrator uh, each episode, and he introduced them, and he, you know, he looked very friendly. And I guess that gets us into the narrator of today's Brainy the Pooh was John Reese Davies returns to the show and uh i i didn't realize it was his voice i feel terrible Mm -hmm. that i didn't either yeah i didn't know (laughs) yeah so sala and i've met him like twice in person yeah i have not met him in in person but i do have a a hilarious autograph of uh of a it shows sala pulling a camel and uh he drew a little uh arrow to the camel and it says not me above the camel (laughs) and a little arrow above sala and he put an arrow to it and it says me and then did you win that i did from the bearded trio we love the bearded trio yes and they're so awesome so i i I was so happy i got it all the way from england 
Yay. Anyway. Well, uh, so, yeah, John Reese davies love him. So it was nice to have him as the narrator in this. But, Kelly, uh, what were some – any things that you thought were interesting or a note that you haven't mentioned already? Uh, I like the line where um, P- uh, the brain makes a comment about Pinky's scarf being too tight and basically, like, strang- strangling the intelligence from him or something, to paraphrase. <laughs> yeah. And uh, – and yeah, there was and there was a weird thing about fruit flies in this one too about dressing the the fruit flies as milkmaids. The most convoluted yeah. plan. <laughs> I thought the brains plans were bad, but boy, oh boy, Pinky has uh, even worse plans. Uh, it's it's funny how circular like reasoning or whatever like. All we need to do is get the honey, yes. and then we can use that to get the honey, you know. Yeah, so. exactly. It's like, well, how do we get the honey? Well, we need to, I oh, don't okay. know. And, uh, yeah, and also the fact that honey is supposed to be cheaper than uh, sugar. It's like, it's actually not. It's just more convenient no. for you to, to be in an area where there happens to be honey. But, yes. And uh, I feel like nowadays, like, I don't know, like California, people don't want artificial sweeteners. If it, you know, they, <laughs> yes, they would prefer honey over an artificial sweetener. I'm oh, sure. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah. And there's, well, anyway, that is that very, very funny one. I'm glad that people uh, recommended it because I enjoyed this first segment quite a bit. And I, I don't think I've ever seen it before. So, yeah, it was new to me. Yeah, it was it was new screen. I've seen you know screenshots. I knew there was Christopher Walken in this one, uh, but when, I'll tell you when Jagger came out. Which, by the way, Nathan, you put in the show notes, Jagger is a jaguar, and I had no. I was like, oh, yeah, he has spots, not stripes, like Tigger. Oh, you didn't. Okay, I, didn't I thought that was get obvious. It. No, <laughs> it wasn't obvious to me at all. <laughs> Um, I was just more uh, distracted with those weird collagen-inflated mm. lips of his. Yeah. Um, very creepy performance. But again, I noticed just how every time they were just like, we don't want to get sued by Disney. So instead of <laughs> bouncing on his tail, he just bounces on his butt around the place. Uh, it just, it was it was very, very funny and cute the whole way through. But we're not done yet. <laughs> because... We have another segment to get to, and it is called The Melancholy Brain. And The Melancholy Brain was written by Gordon Bresick and Patrick M. Verone, and it was directed by Charles Visser. And Nathan, tell us what happens here in The Melancholy Brain. All right. Uh, we open on a castle in Denmark. And it's spooky, and there's a ghost on the castle, and he's talking to this guy, um, and the guy's name's Hamlet, and the ghost is like, oh, you have to avenge me, and then he's like, narf, and then it turns out that Brain and Pinky are just wearing a giant, like, uh, night suit, and they're pretending to be Hamlet's dead father as a ghost, so it's not so scary. And (laughs) (laughs) they tell him that, uh, basically, Hamlet, you, um... I've been uh, murdered by uh, your uncle, and you have to uh, avenge me. And then he falls off the castle, and then uh, we find out that the whole reason this is happening is because Brain is going to uh, cause some havoc in Denmark. Um, So basically, he's going to 
convince Hamlet that uh, the uncle killed his father, and then he's going to get the uncle also mad at Hamlet, and this will cause such chaos that um, he can take over the castle, and then he'll start a whole, like, Ikea thing, I guess. First Denmark, Pinky, then all of Scandinavia. I will begin my plan for world domination by opening large stores filled with flimsy, impossible-to-assemble wooden furniture. Frustrated millions, their minds weakened by years of following nonsensical instructions, will automatically follow these instructions. 1. Insert tab B into slot A. 2. Insert tab A into slot C. 3. Obey the brain. No! And that will be his plan to take over uh, Scandinavia, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or uh, and so, uh, we cut back to the castle, and we find out that Hamlet's planning on putting up a little play for uh, the king. And uh, so, Brain's like, oh, this isn't going to work at all. So, the Brain decides to write his own play for Hamlet, and it's called The Fat Stinky King, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Fat Stinky King. And uh, basically, it's about how big and fat and stinky the king is. Say, you damsel, that I am stinky. Hark! And big and fat! And I, a king, imagine that. Like some other king, methinks, whose hugeness is rotund. And stinks! Stinky, stinky, big and fat. A stinky king, a stinky king. Oh, stinky king, not small and thin. Oh, stink! Enough! Away! And the king gets upset and walks out of the play. And Hammond's like, I didn't write that. And then, then <laughs> Brains decides that he needs to also um, let the queen know that they're, are the, that they're going to usurp her power or something. That both the king and Hamlet are plotting against her. Just to add some extra something or other. But then Hamlet walks in. So the brain hides behind a curtain. Uh, and then Hamlet hears some noise. And he's like, what? Oh, what? A rat? And then, you know, they're practically rats they're mice uh (laughs) so he knocks him out of the window when he tries to stab him and uh they fall into a graveyard um where you see a little skull like uh very reminiscent of a hamlet uh and then uh we cut back inside and hamlet's there and he's like aha you have been causing trouble uh to us happy danes or something um and brain's like happy and then they have a little fight and then brain gets stabbed and he dies he has this whole speech and he dies ah i am justly killed with mine own treachery Uh, uh, uh. (sighs) i am dead pinky adieu adieu Ah. pinky in this harsh world, draw thy breath in pain to tell my story. Oh, I die, Pinky. The rest is silence. Good night, sweet brain. But then the director's like, cut. This isn't working at all. Uh, and then Billy Shakespeare, sorry. You're going to have to cut the mice out of this play. <laughs> so uh, then... Um, the the uh, you know pinky and the brain are walking out and they're like oh shoot well what are we gonna do tomorrow and they're like well uh, same thing we do every night 
try to take over the Globe Theater, and then they walk back into the theater that they just exited or something. So that's how it is. Did they really walk back into the theater? I, I, I missed so. that part. Okay, well, <laughs> they, they, they're very proactive. They're going to get, they, they don't stick around, uh, whatever. Like, anyway. Well, that was that was our episode. And of course, if if you uh, have never read Hamlet, well, you must not be in high school yet because it's just I, I can't think of anybody who hasn't read Hamlet by the time they've gotten out of high school. If you have, then have not, I should say, then you, what's wrong with your high school? You should go back to them and write <laughs> them a letter and say they didn't do it right. Uh, just watch a movie, uh, Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, well, it's the, fine. Like that one's fine. Sure, I've never seen it. I just anytime somebody mentions Mel Gibson, I either think of Dot fawning over him or just how insane he is, and uh, yeah, just and all the problems. That yeah, he exactly. Has. And how like how, he should not be yeah, acting still. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, um, yeah. So the the title right away. Did anybody understand why it was called the Melancholy Brain? Um. Is that a reference to Hamlet? Yes, because uh, <laughs> I had to I had to look it up myself. Actually, I wrote Hamlet, and then I started typing in the melancholy, and apparently isn't it from the to be or not to be speech? No, I don't think so because I think it's often a Hamlet is referred to as being the melancholy Dane. Oh, so oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's Danish. So yeah, well, it has been a while since I read it. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it's a. Uh, I just thought that was a cute uh, little thing. That thanks to the internet, now I can know exactly what uh, the the writers were talking about when they called it the melancholy brain. Uh, but it's uh, like Nathan was saying; it was very close uh, to the plot line of of Hamlet. I actually thought they were going to make Pinky and the Brain a little bit more like uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah, I kept waiting for that to happen. Um... That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, because there, I mean, there's the the play, of course, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which uh, just kind of takes place. It just follows Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, who are very minor, minor parts in the play Hamlet, but kind of like goes well, they over get killed. Yeah, basically. Well, off, before they get off stage. Yeah, they just like what a, <laughs> a messenger comes in and tells the Hamlet Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, and yeah, that's I think so. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But you do see them early in the play at one for one short scene. Well, yeah, they they they're you know Hamlet's really good friends. They're and like then the yeah, Hamlet... they're like kind of joking around guys, right? They're like nice yeah. guys. Um, my wife actually played uh, Rosencrantz or Guildenstern. I can't remember which one. <laughs> uh, they're uh, female friends. So it was, oh, it was, okay. So yeah, they, they but they didn't go that way. Um, by the way, of course, hey Hamlet. Let's talk about another thing that's that's had a connection to to recent things, right? And that, of course, is the Lion King is out in theaters right now. So kind of a Hamlet connection right there. And I know Kelly, you've seen uh, the Lion King. Yeah. I saw The Lion King as well. Nathan, did you see I it yet? I did too. It's so not good. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Thank you. I think all three of us the, are in agreement then. Yeah. It was just not worth seeing. They should just have never made it. I don't know what the point no. was. No point. Um, it was nothing. It how, can you, yeah. how can you redo a movie almost shot for shot and leave out the best parts? I, yeah. And it's, I don't know. It there was, was no expressiveness of the characters, and it really, um, it was uh, 
Charles M. Howe IV, who we've had on a previous show. Uh, great interview. We should have him on in the future to talk about Pinky and the Brain, since he had a big hand in these episodes. But mm-hmm. he put on his Facebook page uh, that Walt Disney would have never been successful if uh, Mickey Mouse was drawn realistically, you know? Right. And like people it, don't go to see these movies to <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just because it can be realistic doesn't mean it should be. Um yeah, and like you said, it's like there's nothing there was nothing wrong with the Lion King to begin with, and especially it's and it's like they didn't add anything to it. And they took away no, They took away a lot yeah, of good things Ed. and they didn't add anything. Ed. Um Ed. Ed. <laughs> For example, they took Ed. Away Ed. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, so that's that's that. That's and, our and they made review. all these. They made references to the cartoon, where it's like, so you they expect you to have seen the better cartoon already, anyway. Like, what know, was the saying. cartoon? What, what parts of the? Well, cartoon? they make like the they do the they're doing fart and poop jokes now, which is something that Disney's usually been above. I don't know. Yeah, whole... that bothered me too. I mean, that. <laughs> Okay, like, we should just go on. We should do this. the first time you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we should do a whole episode just on how bad The Lion King. <laughs> well, you really. can read my review on bigshinyrobot.com. There we are. Yay, if you there want we to go. know more, oh. go to that. So, anyway, yeah. Hamlet, back to him. Uh, I didn't know who was doing the voice of Hamlet. Did. But Kelly knew, and my wife knew. And I, I, Nathan, did you did you know off the top? No, of your I head? didn't know. I'm sure my wife would have known if well, I made her watch it. <laughs> well, Kelly, tell us who who did the voice of Hamlet. Well, I, after he said a couple lines, I was like, "Wait, I know that voice." And it took only like a second longer, and I was like, "That's Carrie Elway's." And so I had to make sure I I watched to the end of the credits and um, paused on the screen where all the names came up, and sure enough, it's Carrie Elway's. And if you don't know who he is, well, if you haven't seen The Princess Bride, one of the finest films ever Mm -hmm. he's wesley so yes Mm -hmm. he was also in this last season of uh stranger things yeah Yeah, he was the mayor he was really good in that too and doing kind of the the american voice looks good yeah he looks a lot better than he did in uh psych he was a little, mm-hmm. little, little chubby in Psych. In the show. Well, I'm, I mean, he's never been a chubby guy, but you know, he he looked better. Well, he was yeah. almost unrecognizable to me in Saw. I've never well, seen I, Saw. I'm that not, was good. Not, you don't see Saw? See Saw. Saw three is also really good because Sean Patrick Flannery is in it. Um, I think he saw. I think it's Saw three. But anyways, uh, Carrie always is in saw and um i i almost didn't even know it was him when i when i saw that but i mean maybe that was the way it was supposed to be you know um, he's looking good now and i can speak from experience he's a very nice person i met him at phoenix Mm -hmm. comic-con one year and And got an autograph with him yeah yeah i got a selfie with him and uh he was just a just a really nice guy so always nice yeah always nice when celebrities are actually nice and we're, we won't get into one of Kelly's experiences recently with one celebrity, but look, all I'm gonna say is if you're gonna charge ninety five dollars for an autograph and you're a voice actor, you could at least personalize the picture. Yeah, enough said. We're not gonna give a who that is. No names. Might, I'm no just names. Saying, 
You know who you are, voice actor who listens to our show. He's listening right now. (laughs) He or she is listening right now. (laughs) I'll say something else about Carrie always, though, um, because I've I've been at several conventions he's been to now, and um, he always has, like, a separate little area for where he meets people. Did he do that at Phoenix Comic Con? I think so. Yeah, so you get, like, a personalized interaction with him. Yeah, they kind of, like, tent off uh, Mm -hmm. the, the table a little bit for him. Yeah. Which was yeah. cool, uh, yeah, and he didn't, you know, and that way you could get, like, you know, be really kind of personal and get, like, your picture with him for a few more bucks, but he didn't charge, mm-hmm. like, an enormous amount or anything like that. He had was... the longest line at Knoxville Comic Con a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he really appreciates his fans, and that's that's really awesome. Uh, well, anyway, uh, they mention a Star Wars reference with the uh, I Am Your Father, Luke. Which, that's not Which, the line. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I was like, in the notes, I didn't put that as a Star Wars, because that's, like, not a Star Wars quote. Yeah, so. Nathan put down in the show notes, is he talking about Luke Perry? Perry's <laughs> 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 father, I'm assuming. My sister and I got in an argument about that one time, and she's like, Kelly, it is Luke, I am your father. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's and she's not. like, no, it is. I'm like, are you seriously, seriously arguing with me? They're just taking it off of uh, Tommy Boy. About, uh, I am your Star Wars. And I'm like, you dare to argue with me about Star Wars. And, (laughs) you know, I finally had to find, like, I don't know how I proved it to her finally, because we were in the swimming pool, but I'm like, no, I'm right. And she finally had to acknowledge it. But it's like, (laughs) when are people going to learn? Don't argue with me about Star Wars. Uh, Yeah. Well, anyway, so the... Don't do it. Don't, don't you do it. Uh, there was a, a a double a double double whammy of a reference with the Pete Rose there too. Wait a minute, Pinky, art thou pondering that which I am pondering? Methinks thou brain verily, but dost thou think Pete Rose by any other name would still smell as sweaty? With Pete Rose, uh, of course, was a disgraced baseball player. He gambled, and he, at least for right now, I don't think he can. Be allowed into the ba- uh, not the basketball Hall of Fame, but the baseball uh, Hall of Fame. Either one, probably. When you think about it, he's not. He was not a very good basketball player, but <laughs> uh, the whole smell is uh, sweet was turned into smell is sweaty for Pete Rose uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Clive Revel. Clive Revel, the original voice of the Emperor, uh, was doing the voice of the King. And I believe Clive Revel also did the voice of Alfred in Batman the Animated Series. And I believe Clive Revel is still around and uh, signing stuff at conventions yeah, from here or there. So, yeah. yeah, so anyway. And um, the, uh, the voice of the Queen is Olivia Hussey, and I was like, oh, I know that name. And uh, I had to think back, but uh, that's the actress who played Juliet in Franco Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet, which... Is a famous movie from like the, the late seventies, I think. Yeah, so I, which I've seen, and there's a, a, or maybe earlier than that. Yeah, maybe it's, earlier. It's I think it was in the sixties, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or she was in. We it. watched it in school, but I think we watched an edited version. Yeah, we did not watch the edited version of it. So at one point, I think there's some nudity on the part of Juliet, if I'm not mistaken, and the um, our language arts teacher forgot to fast forward that part Ooh. and. I I I, look, I, w- I didn't see anything because I was b- bored and looking out the window or something like that. But I just heard mm. everybody in the class go, "What?" Hark! 
Well, any other things we want to talk about Melancholy Brain about? Um, I just really liked how much they took direct from Shakespeare. The like pretty much everything Hamlet said was directly lines from the play and really like really Gertrude and you know everyone like I don't know I'm just really impressed by that and then there was lots of the you know to be or not to <laughs> the to be bells I didn't see where they were going with that until it happened and then I was like ah as soon as he said it's to be and then he said it's not to and then I'm like oh, I got it it's just <laughs> Look at this huge tubey bell, Brian. Never mind about that. And it's not a tubey bell, it's a tubular bell. It's tubey. It is not tubey. To be or not to be, that is the question. No. Oh, you see that? He's as confused as I am. No one is as confused as you are. He's mad. Well, he should learn to control his anger. He's not angry mad, he's crazy mad. Oh, I hope he's not mad at me. No, I'm mad at you. Stupidity, thy name is Pinky. It's a instead little of, reference. Instead of which is, what's that again, Nathan? It's frailty, thy name is woman. And he's yelling at his mom. And he's basically saying that all women are frail. And so, But, um... By the way, is, Hamlet in the in the actual play, he's a jerk. He's kind of... Yeah, a, he's... <laughs> yeah. He's not the nicest You don't guy. even know, like, if he's really crazy or yeah. if he's just pretending to be crazy. Like, I think it's a little of both. But, like, he's, um, because he's definitely putting on extra craziness to make the king think that he's crazy. I don't know. He has, like, this weird. But, yeah, I remember having those debates in high school. Like, did he really see his dad or not? And uh, that's mm-hmm. one of the things. Well, that other people Hamlet. saw, other people were seeing this ghost as well besides just Hamlet. But maybe well, they were just mass, joking or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe they were, like, mass messing with Hamlet. Or, yeah. 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 Well, they're the ones that saw it first, and then like Hamlet, uh, we keep seeing or a ghost. They're himself. messing with him, and then he, yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, and then Ophelia, right? That's the girlfriend. She's yeah, all, she's all weird. Defeats the nunnery. He's yeah. so mean to her in that play. Yeah, he's all negging mm-hmm. her. Yeah, <laughs> but not in a good, like not even good. It's just no. But yeah, no, it's a really good play if you haven't seen it. But also, this is just um, the whole like introduction, in- introducing speech that uh, Brain and Hamlet are doing are direct quotes from well, Shakespeare. Other than uh, "Where's my pants" and stuff like that, you're gonna have to get. <laughs> we're gonna have to have some post commentary discussion just for later on, Nathan. You're gonna have to show uh, your wife Jordan this and just to see her thoughts on it if she liked it or anything. I'll I'll put her review up on Discord or something. There so. we go. So join the Discord server for RetroZap. <laughs> Discord.animaniacast.com. And at some point, Nathan will put down her thoughts about what and she thought. And then we'll add it as a Patreon or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Well, anyway, Kelly, any last things that you thought were uh, of note here in the in the, the, the brain uh, Hamlet uh, thing? No, I, I think I, I said them all. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get... To our water tower rating. Okay, what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many would you give today's episode? Nathan, let's start with you. Um, oh boy. Okay, um, you know, I guess I'll say, like, four. (laughs) Alrighty. Um, I mean, like, I really enjoyed it. I think... Um, I can't, I mean, I can't say anything bad about it. Um, 
so yeah, I'll say, I'll say four. All right. I mean, it's it wasn't the most compelling episode, but it was it was good enough to be a four. All right. And Kelly, what about you? I'm gonna go with five. I thought both segments were really strong, and the writing was just very very clever. All right, and I will give it a four. I thought it was written really well. I just think that. I don't know, somehow the pacing of at least the the, the first segment, the Brainy the Pooh one, it, it got a little slow around the Al Gore parts, and I don't know if it's just Al Gore uh, <laughs> that slowed it's it down. It's supposed to do that. And maybe it's supposed to, uh, but it just had too much of an effect on me, I suppose. But it's still a very good, very, very good episode of Pinky and the Brain, and written really well, and it's one of those that... You know, I watched it the first time, and I and I laughed. I really liked it. And then I watched it the second time and really paused and looked closely at the dialogue and the background and all the different elements of it and really got even more out of it. So definitely a very solid episode, and I could see why people like it a lot. So yeah, they think, thank you to the audience members who uh, recommended this because uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Thank you. Well, speaking of audience members, let's go ahead and get to an Apple Podcast review. And Nathan hit us with the Animaniacast Apple Podcast review theme song. If you only knew the Apple Podcast review, you would hear it right now on the show. And that's how you know the Apple review for the podcast of the show. What? There we go. Yay. <laughs> I forgot what, we're, what Well, what I don't know. Song. You wrote the whole song down like last week. I know. Week. I'm I... reading it off this paper, but uh, <laughs> I can't read my own handwriting. It's just... Well, this is a five-star review, and it just says, yes, yes, yes. And this is by Nightmare King NWO. So he must be a wrestling fan. So he says, love this show. Do Tiny Tunes, please, and Pinky and the Brain, and Pinky and the Brain and Elmira. You should do Acme TV from Season 2 of Tiny Tunes. So there you go. He just he just loves, loves, loves. He wants to hear more and more and more. And he must be listening Thanks. to just our uh, some of our Animaniacs episodes, because I don't think he realizes, yes, we are talking about Pinky and the Brain. He'll <laughs> and get there. He will, he will. But, you know, he's enjoying the show, and thank you so much, Nightmare King NWO, a very uh, intimidating name, you know. But uh, we're glad you're enjoying the show. And if you want to leave a an Apple Podcast review, you, you, you go, hey, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and uh, we might just read your review on the air. Ooh. If that's not an incentive, mm. I don't know what is. Well, <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap things up for today's episode. Nathan, where can people find you online? Well, uh, Twitter is a perfectly fine place to find me, and uh, you can find me at JangoFT. That's me. All right, and Kelly, what about you? I'm on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. All right, and as for the Animaniacast, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, you can also talk to us over on our RetroZap Discord server. You get a welcome link by going to discord.animanicast.com. And then you can talk to us about recent episodes or just Animaniacs or animation or whatever. But then you can go into the other sections for RetroZap and talk to the other podcast hosts 
or talk to them about Star Wars or pop culture or Marvel stuff or really anything you want to. Uh, it's all there at the RetroZap uh, Discord server. And of course, RetroZap.com is the place to be whenever you're looking for podcasts or articles or whatever you, 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 you like about pop culture. It's probably on over there. New content hitting the website every single day. You got to check it out. Uh, one last thing. If you like our show and you want to support it, uh, you can check out TeePublic tpublic.animaniacast.com There are shirts not only of Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, Freakazoid, but also some designs that, well, we just really like, including a Sequest shirt that Kelly has herself. And uh, she showed it off and Rufio really liked it recently. Yes. And I love the shirt. It's, it's super soft. I bought the super soft one. T Public really does have like incredibly good quality of their designs, and uh, any shirts that you buy, or even stickers, or uh, you know, by the way, yeah, they're stickers. Nathan, you've put them on like your water bottles and stuff, and run yeah, them. Yeah, they through. last longer than my water bottles do. <laughs> exactly, I uh, end up losing my water bottles, yeah. but yeah, put them to the washing machines and you know, dishwasher and yeah, everything. You know, it's it's, it's quality <laughs> merchandise and and. One of the best things is you not only help uh, give a, a little support to the artist who actually made that design, but a few pennies go to the Animani cast as well. That helps us cover costs every month for putting out this wonderful podcast to you each and every month. Well, let's go ahead and wrap things up. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. The hour grows late, ghost. Get thee to the point. Methinks thou... Uh, thee, thine, uh, you, uh, I'm the ghost of your father. Your uncle killed me and I want you to get revenge, okay? Okay.